Hello, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting, hardly millennial podcast where we are young, dumb, and full of... Opinions. Opinions, ladies and gentlemen. Now, today's a very special day. I have a guest with me today, a a, a lifelong friend, a brother, a... Uh, a, a good person. <laughs> Vincent Nasalhuts. All right, let me just clear one thing off the table first. <laughs> Literally none of what he just said is true. Um, it might be, though. Might be. Might be. Some of it. Some of it might be fact. Some of it might be fiction. That's up to you to discern what's what. It's all opinionated. Opinionated, like We're just you young, dumb, and full of opinions. But anyway, so I have Vince on. I have known Vince for many, many years. I met him in high school. We have been close friends. Uh, I was in his wedding. He was beautiful uh, at my wedding. You should have seen it. Long, flowing dress. Makeup uh, was on fleek. It was. I was on fire. You were jaw-dropping. You were jaw-dropping. I was on fire. Yep. I just, I was all, some even had to come, uh, your wife's mom had to come up to me and say like, hey, you, um, you're kind of showing up the bride. You got <laughs> to tone it down a little bit. I was like, okay, I'll take off the dress. Adam, <laughs> Adam has always been my first love. So. <laughs> And maybe the last love. We'll, maybe, maybe. We'll see what happens. Which one of us dies first? <laughs> so Vincent, how, how are things, man? How are you doing? Oh, what have man. you been up to lately? Living the dream. Living the dream. Um, yeah. Uh, between having a wife, uh, kid, second one on the way. Um, life is weird. Life's weird. Um, I, I didn't expect it to be any type of normal mm-hmm. going into this. Um You've known me for long enough. Normal's not really my specialty. I try to do normal, and it ends up this bastardized combination <laughs> of what should be. Um, so it, I'm just I'm just trying to do the best with what I've got right now. What I've got is I got a lot of love at home. Um, I have a great job now. Um, things have just sort of leveled out. So now, like, I'm getting twitchy. You know what I mean? Getting a little like, twitchy. I'm getting a little twitchy now. Ooh, yeah. perfect time to have you on the podcast. Then. Ooh, yeah. yeah Papa's <laughs> been getting twitchy because uh, one thing I can't do around kids that I've done this far is say whatever crazy, insane thing comes off the top of my head. Right. I'm dealing with little parrots now because mm-hmm. we have not only uh, my daughter but um, my my niece living with us. I, she's she's like a year and a half older than uh, than my daughter is, right? And she's already on the on the parrot train. She's just bap, 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 bap. anything you you say, you're eventually going to hear come out of that little girl. And sometimes you'll be surprised right. by some of the things that come out of that little girl. Ugh. Um, so I have to start watching my mouth now. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, as a parent, I feel like you kind of get to pick and choose when to watch your mouth. But right. what it boils down to, I think, is like, okay, one day they're going to be going to school. One day you're going to get called into a parent-teacher conference. What kind of things are you okay with justifying in that teacher's office when you right. come in? What do you want them to be saying <laughs> that you say that you don't necessarily want them to say at school? But I think, I think people don't realize and my brother taught gymnastics for many years and he would tell me you don't realize how many things that kids actually observe and understand what they watch of their parents you know my my brother used to tell me that he would have kids come in and you'd have you know these parents that are fighting or going through whatever and they think they're hiding it from the kid and the kid's like oh no my parents are doing this or my parents are doing that the kids are on top of it yeah Yeah. meanwhile my brother's just like uh 
okay, how's well, how's that going? <laughs> I mean, we, you you remember? Uh, we we all remember parts of our childhood. Like like, I, I had this really sad realization the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can remember all of the terrible. <clears throat> Sorry, all the terrible things that happened growing up. Right. I can remember, like, crystal clear, 1080p, or I guess, what, 4K now? <laughs> Fucking 4K HD, crystal clear, 60 frames per second. But, like, the good times, I have to be reminded of something to know when the good times are. Yeah. I'm, I'm suffering from what I call Sicilian Alzheimer's. I only, <laughs> I only remember the grudges. It's <laughs> well, well, what was it? There was, I, I read, I don't know if it was a quote or or some speech or what it was. But I remember reading something once where it was just a reminder that, hey, remember all those good times you think back to now? Well, remember, at some point, you're going to have points in your life right now that you're going to look back and say, oh, those were the good times. Oh, and some of the you good know? times at, at the time, like, like that's, the, that's the cool thing about the the what seems like the bad times that eventually becomes the good times is eventually those are going to be known as the golden times yeah the times when you should have died yeah the, the times when you should have been sitting in a jail cell right. those are the times you're gonna those are the times that you're gonna look back you're gonna want to tell your kids about but at the same time you're like do i do i really want to even open that box dude the, just the time is time is so crazy because at in one in one hand you know, you, you can argue that, you know, life is short. And, and generally speaking, it is compared to everything else out there. You know me. But, I don't I don't like the life is short. Well, and that brings cliche. me that brings me to my second point. On, on the other hand, you know, you have these people who are I, perfect example. I remember reading this thank you letter that this like 80 some year old man sent a gentleman on eBay yeah. who had. Uh, who was selling a VHS player and this like 80 like five-year-old man bought this VHS player basically wrote a handwritten thank you letter of like I was able to see old videos of like my friends and my wedding and things like that and one funny thing he said was I even got to see old video footage from when I retired and he goes (sighs) goes that was 25 years ago man were we young then and this man's like 85 years old, you know? It's yeah. so weird to think about. Like, even right now, I'm just in my 20s. You know, we're, we're, we've got 30 years on us. Just about, And we yeah. still have like 60 years to go. That's, that's the cool thing about time, though. And that's the thing that kind of has made me hopeful. I grew up sort of a cynic. Um, I, I considered myself a realist, but really, I was just a very bitter, cynical kid. Right. Um you kind of grow past that eventually. Mm -hmm. And what I thought adulthood was going to be, I realized was only someone's version of what adulthood is supposed to be. I don't Mm -hmm. feel like an adult. I'm running around every day doing adult shit. I'm going to work at a a full-time job. I'm coming home to a family and a wife. And on on paper, I look boring as shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this guy, two cars, house, fuck, blah, 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 all this stuff. And it's so surreal sometimes when I'm sitting on my back porch because – you know me. I like to sit on my back porch, and sometimes I like to, you know, uh, engage in the the cannabis. Um, <laughs> sometimes I'm sitting on my back porch, and I'm just I'm staring at this life, and I, I forget the name of the band that did the song, but um, the days go by, and the days go by. And the I have no clue, man. The, the song starts <laughs> with one day you'll wake up 
in a beautiful house with a beautiful car and a beautiful wife. And you may ask yourself, how did I get here? I forget who does the song. Again, if anybody knows, leave in the comments. If you're the kind of person who leaves YouTube comments, that's a whole different rant altogether. But I sit there on my back porch and I'm like, whose life am I living right now? This this is mine. This is my life. Mm -hmm. Like, if you'd have told, I, I, I say this all the time. If you'd have told me 10 or 11 years ago that I would have a wife, a kid, and a, and a fucking mortgage yeah i'd have i'd have spit in your face I, i'd have fucking flicked my cigarette somewhere in your general direction and mm -hmm. said you obviously don't fucking know me very well <laughs> right apparently i didn't know myself all that fucking well <laughs> so here i am it's it's cool though it's again it's weird because all those times you think about like I'd do crazy shit if I had a wife or, you know, oh, I'd have like weird fun with my kids. I can actually do that shit right. now. Like the, the best times I had growing up were uh, like, like just around the house, the lazy days, not when we go out and do stuff. Uh, my dad would stomp around the house and, and scream like a monster. Like it, it, to anybody, any outside observer, it sounded like we were being abused because right. all you'd hear is, Wah! <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it is at my house. It's me chasing after two very excitable little girls and just, ah, I can be scary as, as all hell. And they just, ah, they think it's, it's the greatest thing ever. And I, I, we can kill an hour and a half just running around screaming like lunatics. Oh yeah. That's, that's why I, I see a lot of parents nowadays. These parents are shush, Timmy, you know, or, or sitting at Olive Garden and you know, Shh, keep it down. Don't throw your food parents getting all up in their kids shit and like i get it to a certain degree but for the most part relax oh you're take you're, it easy like your kid vince, is a kid man but vince you're you're talking about old-fashioned parenting here what's done now when these kids are acting up is they go here's mommy's cell phone Jimmy. oh here's the ipad don't you know don't you know <laughs> that's actually you're right you are very right i i see that more often than not like here here, they, they pull an iPad out of their purse, and next thing you know, that kid is just absorbed. Dude, I mean, I was at the mall the other day, and I saw this, this little chubby kid in this stroller as I was going to the bathroom, and this, this kid was pounding away on this phone like it was some teenager texting their, like, boyfriend, you yeah. know, like a serious text message. And I was like, <laughs> Jesus, like, the the speed of which this, like, four-year-old's fucking thumbs are moving is phenomenal. They should make a comic book about her. Like, Jesus. She's got thumbs of fury, but she can't even walk. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's, like, stuck in this stroller with this giant-ass, like, oh. phone that's the size of her it's it is amazing though um again that's it's a sign of the times um you have these kids who are capable of quickly utilizing and wielding high technology yeah. while us old fogies are sitting in the dust going how do i set up a twitch account i don't <laughs> four grown men we dude when we we um we we did a warhammer 40k um 24 hour uh, like gaming campaign basically for charity right. uh, back in October. It was for a company called um, Extra Life. Uh, they do uh, charity gaming, usually like video games mm -hmm. uh, for Phoenix Children's Hospital, uh, multiple other hospitals they're associated with. Um, so we're doing this campaign and we're, we're trying to set up a Twitch account. Four grown men, one of whom was in his late 30s, uh -huh. were all crowded around this laptop going, I no, you got to do this. I, I don't understand how the, how do I set up the account? We, we were losing our minds trying to figure this out. And finally, one of them popped off with, you know, there are 12-year-olds who can set up a Twitch account and have a million followers within like a month. How, right. how are four grown men not capable of doing this? What do you, what do you think that is? 
Why do you think all of a sudden you get older? And because I, I like to think of myself as somebody who tries to stay with the times and with current technology and down to, you know, phones to social media accounts. Why do you think all of a sudden, but I also struggle sometimes with some of the new platforms out there where I'm just like, I don't understand why this works or I don't understand the point of it. I mean, do you, do you think it's solely just an age thing and just we get so desensitized to what we grew up with that we're just not willing to learn more or we're just not capable of learning more? I don't think it's so much an age thing as it is um, a stubbornness thing. I think it's just being set in your ways. Yeah. Because um, the generation before us, it was the pen and paper. Um, we still have those that uh, have stuck and clung to the pen and paper, but just about everybody you see of all ages has the cell phone in their hands now. Right. Um. I feel like at a certain point in your life, it's not necessarily an age thing. It's, I, I think, more of a comfort zone thing. Yeah. You get set in a way or a pattern or a path and a format for how you utilize technology in your everyday life to the point where other things that come down the pipe seem like a nuisance. You, you think that one program that you use is better than a new program because the new program may have some problems with it that haven't been worked out yet. Right. So you're going to stick with that old program. But the problem is, is... With the way technology quantifies in this day and age, like, shit's compounding on top of each other each day. Like, it, 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 a whole other rant altogether. But <laughs> um, <laughs> By so, all means, if you want to rant, man, rant. Uh, oh, that's that's what I'm currently doing, but I don't want to go on <laughs> two rants at once. I don't think my mouth is capable of that. Um, so you, you get these new technologies, these new programs that come down the pipes, but you are already so familiar with this one program or one app or one piece of technology that's that's what you know and at some point your brain i feel like just says fuck it to new stuff um now how you move forward from there that's really up to the individual some people like to stay in that little circle of fuck it people like you and me we are we, we don't so much say fuck it right off the bat we we go why fuck it yeah why should i go. say fuck it and if it's something we like, we'll take it in. If it's something we think is unnecessary, we discard. Mm -hmm. And but, but we're always open to the possibility of newer and better. Right. And I feel like that is happening a lot more um, as the generations progress. Mm -hmm. um, a lot more people have the let's let's try out the newer or better mindset. Right. So. Well, and I think what's going to uh, cut kind of off topic but still kind of on topic because we we've talked about before and i think a lot of the stigma on millennials and especially generation zers coming about is that they're disassociated from society right you know they they don't really socialize or you know whatever whatever it may be technology separating them well i so so i disagree with you a little bit there so i do think it is currently but I think it all comes back around and we're starting to see that now where technology is now it's it's past the point of segregating everybody uh, by themselves and bringing everybody back together with technology still. I mean, you have kids who will Skype with five of their yeah. friends after school and stuff now. Or video games is a big way to socialize with your friends. You, you just get to do it from the comfort of your own home now. I um I, I do video game testing for a living, and I, I work with a lot of people who are much younger than me. Right. Um, also, I work with quite a few people who are same age and well older. But I can tell you one thing amongst the younger crowd. Hmm. Everyone under the age of 21 has a fucking Twitch account. Yeah. almost all of them um especially if they're any type of being into video games everybody's got a twitch everybody live streams um i i, I agree with you as much as i disagree with you um you you said that we're in uh, an age of technological separation mm -hmm. i feel like we have already 
come full circle. And I feel like we did that a while ago. Um, the thing hmm. is, with the society we live in today being both the material as well as the virtual, mm -hmm. you have two different societies going on here. Mm -hmm. The population ratio has uh, tipped a little bit over the course of the last 10 years. But even before everybody was on the internet, before everybody had a smartphone in their hands, you had countless internet forums mm -hmm. for countless subjects of people who were already living in these little digital uh, virtual societies, if you will, with their own jargon, their own lingo. Uh, 4chan is a really big representation of just that. Um, websites where people have been going for a decade now, um, that's, that's like the virtual part of their life. Some people, uh, you remember the World of Warcraft thing? Yeah. That wasn't separating people. That was bringing people together in a new way. Granted, there were a lot of unhealthy um, after effects from the uh, the uh, Warcraft World of Warcraft meth train. Um, well, but I would argue that, uh, you know, regardless of World of Warcraft, I would argue that even though there was a sense of socializing with things like world of warcraft or these online games yeah there was you're still not you still weren't getting this interaction with a in person with a one-on-one -on -one person and i don't know if you could are i mean i feel like you could argue that that could be unhealthy in itself when you're not getting that kind of interaction I can agree with that. Um, there, there's been a lot of studies recently. I mean, in... you can have the interactions over online, yeah. but what happens is you can't have more than one over the other. You know what I no, mean? No, and that's that's exactly the the point I wanted to bring up about studies that uh, places like China and uh, Japan are doing about why more people are uh, fall under the category of being clinically depressed. Right, and it's it's because of just that. Um, while we do have a, a very high degree of interaction of mm -hmm. people on a digital platform. Um, you're right. You can't just, there is no substitute for physical human contact. Right. There isn't. That's why humanity will prevail. People are like, oh, sex bots are going to, they're going to replace humanity. They're, you know, oh, these people are going to get these, these love bots. No, it'll never be the same as having an actual person. Right. And anybody who has had one or the either would be able to easily distinguish the difference and have a preference. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I like I said, I, I can't agree that it, it has separated us physically, but I feel like it's brought people together in maybe not the best ways because uh, mm -hmm. people are a lot more negative on, well, and see, there on you the go. internet. That, so. is, that is my argument right people, there. People feel a, a, a certain desire to be more negative, negatively critical under right. the guise of I'm not actually going to get punched in the face for fucking saying this. And so. that's, that's exactly my point. And that's my argument as to why I don't feel it's become full circle yet. Because I feel like we are still in that stage where maybe we're socializing more, but there's no repercussions to that, to that socializing, right? But there are. There are repercussions. Um, you, you can report somebody on an internet platform, and if they have any type of moderating, uh, they have issues and ways oh, yeah, of... but Yeah, but you know that's very different than having actual conflict with that person. You know what I mean? What you, that, that's what happens, very much a third person way of dealing with conflict. What, what happens when you get into an actual conflict in real life? And the cops get involved. The moderators of real life, so to speak. Well, but maybe cops eventually get involved, but you still have to have that initial interaction aside from just sitting at home and just, you know, report, writing an angry worded letter to the moderators of that platform. So wait, I'm, I'm confused then. Are you, are you saying that like, like what, because what, what I was saying was right. that uh, there, there are repercussions to being a dickhead, like in real life as well as the internet. Right. But yeah. what, a, so it, it's the difference of 
having like if you and I got into a to a fight or a disagreement, right? It's one thing for us to sit there and yell at each other as opposed to me like as opposed to like a little kid going and just like running away and tattling on somebody. It's a, it's a different, it's not really conflict because I feel like there's no anxiety that has to be felt or adrenaline rush that gets from dealing with that conflict. Right. If you deal with somebody online who's being negative or whatnot, Oh, okay. So you just block them or you, you write the moderators and stuff. It's just not the same kind of conflict. It's not the same kind of interaction. But there are, there are still repercussions, though, to being a dickhead on the internet. Uh, maybe not so much with moderators, but with the way that these internet societies deal with themselves. Um, we, we saw this last election, and this is shit that's already been happening for, for years. Right. Uh, people getting um, um, doxxed, as they call it, where essentially you've got some madman sitting at a desk whose only job or passion in life is to look up people's personal info uh-huh. and then scatter it around on the internet. Right. We saw with the cloud leak, with the celebrity, the celebrity nudes. Yeah. You, If you've got dirt and you put it on the internet, it's going to get fucking exposed mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. Um, there's always that sort of repercussion. There's always... Um, Hell, there there are ways to fuck with people from from miles away, from from the comfort of your own home. Um, shit, if you ever you guys are ever feeling like you know you, you want to mess with somebody, uh, do something stupid or order a pizza to somebody's house or something like that. Well, but the reason why I would argue that dealing or a lot of pizzas, <laughs> my well, house. <laughs> but here's the thing. So I agree with you that there are repercussions for being a dickhead over the internet for just the reasons that you stated. Mm-hmm. But what I would argue as to why, even though there may still be repercussions on the internet, it's still an unhealthy way to deal with that conflict and why we haven't come full circle yet. Yeah. Because it's it's different when you're having that conflict with somebody in real life, right? Yeah. And then usually that conflict just is between those two people or the parties involved, right? So then, now granted, there might be things of like rumors getting spread or whatever it may be, but for the most part, it you that person that the conflict had or both those parties get a chance to learn and move on from that particular conflict whereas when you have a lot of the cases of stuff that gets posted on the internet or these dickheads get blown up because of one mistake they made you know 10 15 years ago which is what we're seeing now nobody's giving them a chance to move past that or i mean we've seen how much you and i have just changed as people in the last 10 years And you have people who maybe posted something on the internet, you know, 10, 15 years ago, and now people are bitching about it and saying, okay, well, we're going to ruin this person's career now yeah, because of something that they did when they were 10, 15 years a person ago. There's there, there's so much emotional manipulation when I, I feel like there, there, there is a very big degree <laughs> of emotional mani- manipulation when you start seeing um, people doing just that. Right. Pulling out, pulling out your dirty laundry. Sometimes it's good. Like we found out, Bill Cosby was a rapist. That's exactly what we did. We tipped that laundry hamper over and we pulled his clothes out. We we mm-hmm. saw exactly all the pills he was hiding in that shit. Right. Um. It, it was an unforgivable amount of people too. Like, how was this guy going around for years critiquing comedians? And then, like, hanging up the phone and then handling business in his bedroom. Like, how many times did that actually happen? I want to know. Um. But sometimes that's not necessarily a bad thing. But the problem is, is the people who do that on a regular basis, they want an emotional response from the readers every time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this sort of spamming that happens when it comes to things like that. Like we saw with the Harvey Weinstein case. Right. Um, it, it went from, holy shit, Harvey Weinstein's been, you know, diddling and, and 
sexually assaulting people he's worked with for for years yeah. and it was an open secret uh cory feldman goes public with yeah there are child predators in hollywood i can name all of them right um stuff like that and then you get down to the lower echelons some girl had an awkward encounter with Aziz Ansari, and next yeah, thing you know, he's being that. put on the same chopping block. Yeah, like at at a certain point, it's like they're just—it's like they're throwing shit at a wall, just trying to get it to stick. On on that subject, have you heard about the allegations against Neil deGrasse Tyson? No. What happened? What happened to my boy? Oh, what happened man. to my boy? And so there. So it started with it was. This woman came out and said that she was sexually harassed by Neil deGrasse Tyson, right? Tyson put out this like Twitter thing just basically saying it, it, it saddens me that somebody would go to the lanes of creating lies, you know, and doesn't understand that these lies can ruin careers and this, that, and the other thing, right? Yeah. Basically saying, like, I had nothing to do with it. Please stop saying it, yeah. right? So... Then somebody else came out and said that Neil deGrasse Tyson did something to her. So as they're looking into these, because remember, guys, we don't live in a society where you're innocent until proven guilty. We live in a society where you're guilty <laughs> until proven innocent. And that's why you have a judge set bail. Exactly. Yep. So you have a uh, so they pulled he was supposed to do like a Cosmos 2. Right. That was all about exoplanets yeah. coming out this year. So that's on hold now. He's lost his syndication for his book and everything because of this. What? And yeah. And so I read up on what these allegations are. Yeah. Right. And Matthew and I have discussed this. It's Neil deGrasse Tyson is probably a little socially awkward, right? Yes. You know? I'd, I'd say very. Okay. Yeah. So the first instance of this girl that came out and said that she was sexually harassed there was this event, this like astronomy, astronomers event, right? That they both went to. And there was a young lady there who was wearing a dress and on her shoulder, she had like a tattoo of the solar system, right? Uh -huh. And Neil deGrasse Tyson, I guess, was next to her or something like that at the time. And dude, he took her like shoulder strap and like moved it so that he could see, granted without her permission, but moved it to see the tattoo and just said, oh, do you have Pluto on here? You know, and the, but the thing is, we don't know what happened afterwards. We don't know if she said like, oh, no, I don't have Pluto on there. Yeah, if there was a conversation yeah. that took place. And if this is a situation where it's like, well, Neil deGrasse Tyson is somebody now. I bet this is good enough to get money from it. I, 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 and see, that's a perspective I don't understand is where people think that other people are getting money for these bogus al uh, allegations on people. Well, sometimes if, if they win, they do. Most of the time, I, I, I see, or then again, maybe it's just underreported how many times uh, these these people who come forward with these allegations actually receive oh, um, yeah, some you, sort of monetary... Well, that's just it. I think it's for, like, emotional distress, or the, there's some term for it, but I do believe they all get paid out if the individual is found guilty. Okay. Uh, I don't know too much about that then, but I, I don't know. As a money-making scheme, it, it just doesn't seem like a very efficient... Well, even if it's not a money to, to get money, so I don't know. It's... Well, but here's the thing, and here's why I think it is because the people who are coming up right now, there's there's no repercussion for people who spit false allegations, at least for those types of allegations. So if somebody comes out and creates a false allegation about somebody sexually harassing a woman specifically, 
saying that a man sexually harassed her and then they find out that woman lied. She doesn't go to jail. She doesn't have to pay a fine. I disagree with you. I've, I've read many, many cases where that exact thing happened. I, I, I remember once in elementary school, this, this happened to uh, a couple of girls who pushed, um, they, they ended up pushing false allegations of uh, sexual assault on a substitute teacher we had. I don't remember the specifics of it, but I remember the turning point was when they found out that these girls weren't being truthful. <laughs> uh, one of them, I guess, had cracked. And okay. this was already halfway through, like, an investigation and a case. Like, this guy's license had already, or, or licensed to teach or whatever his mm -hmm. um, credentials, I guess, had already been revoked. Everything. Um, these girls' parents ended up getting uh, a hefty fine because what you do when you come in with false allegations into a courtroom and you uh -huh. testify, that's called perjury, bubba. That's called lying under oath. Well, so. That's, that's a crime, man. Right. But So you mentioned this happened in elementary school, correct? Yeah. So have you read any recent things of this happening recently? The, the reason why I bring this up is because, and granted, I haven't done extensive research into the subject or what happens to these people who make false allegations. Yeah. But I do know one of the biggest complaints about this, you know, not to quote Trump, but this witch hunt that's going on right now uh, is is because, and the reason why it's happening so much is because, one, there's compensation that these people will get if the person is found guilty. Okay. And two, if the person is not found guilty, there's no uh, repercussions for this person. And the reason why there's no repercussions is because even if this person isn't found guilty, this the person will still swear to death that this person did... Uh, commit these crimes so is it lying under oath that there if a psychologist comes in and says oh well this this girl seems like she's very emotionally distressed over this she's not lying but some if there's no evidence there's no evidence yeah right yeah so that but that's where i receive that information because that's one of the big complaints right now about all of this so again i ask you are there like recent stuff you've read in regards to these anybody getting to go into jail or having to pay a fine or anything for false allegations? The only one I remember from recently was that rapper who had, uh, I guess, paid or talked some people into beating him up and claiming it was uh, a hate Jesse crime. Oh, Solma. He's... Sol Solis? He's, he's facing charges now. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Was that in America? I thought it seems like a Canada Yeah, thing. that was in America. So we talked about okay. that a little bit. He's a... Uh, so... He's on a very popular show that I haven't seen personally, but it's called Empire. I've seen it. It's a good show. Yeah. yeah. So he's on that show, Empire. Uh, what's funny is nobody, you know, everybody knew he was the oh, guy from Empire. I thought it was a rapper or something. That was that no, no, guy? No, no. Yeah. His name's what? Jesse Smollett. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So he staged, he staged this attack. Uh, apparently they went as far as these, you know, these white supremacist type of people, you know, this, I'm air quoting that. Uh, came, beat him up, put a noose around his neck, and the report. The report exactly, exactly. Vince, is making, I'm, I'm making a very. I was gonna say, Vince is making face a face right now. right now. So, and apparently the police came, and when he answered the door, he still had this noose around his neck, right? Still had it around his neck when the police came to yes. the door. Yes. Oh my know, lord! It really? Was, it was fucking out there. But anyway, so he says. That the reason why he did it was because he was not happy with the amount of money he was getting paid on Empire. And somehow his way to solve that was to stage this like pro-Trump, you know, attack kind of thing. But then he also came out later and was like, 
I have a drug problem. Ah, uh, there it is. Right? There it is. It wasn't so. the money he was getting paid from his television show. It was drugs. <laughs> it's always freaking drugs. Good Lord, you'd have to be on drugs to concoct something like that and actually have the balls to still be wearing the noose mm-hmm. you were allegedly attacked with. Yes. That's insanity. He was. What I really appreciated about all the aftermath about that, though, is because, of course, when it initially happened, you had a lot of left-wingers going, see, this is the kind of America we live live in this is what people blah blah blah. i just rolled my eyes so hard my cheeks hurt (laughs) but there was but what i really appreciate though is after all this information came out that it was obviously obviously fake that nobody actually did this it was staged there were a lot of left wingers uh trevor noah is a big one that i remember who came out on the show and was like like the like look can't fucking do this you know yeah (laughs) yeah you can't. Yeah. You know, and he even brought up like this. That does more harm than good to your to your case. Exactly. And, I, and a harm. lot of people recognize that. But this is also why I think a lot of the really hardcore social justice left wing stuff is going to die down because I think you're going to start having a lot of these types of cases. Mm-hmm. And I, I go back to like the Neil deGrasse Tyson allegations. If you if you listen to both the I can't remember what the second woman's story was of him of him sexually harassing her but when you listen to the stories it's very obvious just something that neil degrasse tyson misinterpreted and that's really i I, like i I get i get feeling uncomfortable to a certain degree but at the same time going and i don't know uh, maybe maybe it's because i I, i've never been in that situation i I can only speculate but unless i was getting a, a thumb up my ass or something or him. Well, and that's just it. I, I I feel like the average person, especially these women who are scientists, are are able to separate what was what was something innocently done and what was something malicious. When Neil deGrasse Tyson did, I would equate to like a little kid coming over and looking up a girl's skirt, yeah, right? Yeah. You're not going to say the child sexually harassed me, the, you know. The problem is I feel like when you take cases like that and you put them up against actual actual sexual assault cases that have occurred like specifically um terry cruz um i don't know if you've read too much yes, of his. I, a little bit yeah i'm familiar uh, basically the gist of it was he was at a, a fancy hollywood gala or something like that and mm. someone that he knew and i don't think he uh, terry cruz is handling this classier than anybody oh I, ever I, I i love the way he's handling it that I that agree. is the way it needs to be handled he hasn't gone publicly with who it was i don't think he's ever gone publicly with who it was no, I, I, don't I don't think, think so. No. But this this person walked up, grabbed his junk, and was like that that like that was an okay that wasn't an okay thing to do in high school. Right. I hit somebody in high school over doing that. Yeah, that was some locker room grab assing. I was not on board with. Yeah, I got my balls touched. I started swinging. Mm-hmm. Um, it ended up in the principal's office. Um, it was settled. Uh, I was sexually assaulted. And I got my revenge. Like, I, I didn't want to press charges on the kid. Right. I, I already lit up his jaw. And, like, I felt bad because I found out his mom had passed away, like, a couple weeks prior. Right. So I'm like, oh, crap. Like, I feel like an asshole now. <laughs> but at the same time, I, I wasn't I wasn't victim blaming myself. But at the same time, it's like that. I feel like that is how, as animals, uh, us humans, we are. That's uh-huh. how we should be solving our problems. Yeah. If it if If you can't throw a punch over something that's happened to you, it probably wasn't all that worth it. And if you had the opportunity at the time to throw punches and you didn't, 
half of that personal responsibility does fall back on you because what you've done by not assaulting somebody who is assaulting you is you've given that, that you've given them that temporary okay that temporary clearance to go on and do it to somebody else well i'm going to i'm going to play devil's advocate here oh please do point. i love it when you do and because i i i would argue and um i think a lot of these women victims would argue that you know i think women understand that they are weaker than men just biologically right and a lot of the times when you're in these positions when a man is overpowering you they probably don't feel some women some women but i think most women don't necessarily feel comfortable to to standing up to you know this man it's especially maybe it'd be one thing if they were in public but i think a lot of these situations also happen when the two individuals are in private yeah and i think a lot of the times there's a fear that if they respond back in any way shape or form it's only going to worsen escalate the situation right so maybe it won't but there's always the fear that it could um now with the case of like terry cruz i watched uh terry cruz was i don't he looked like he was in not just in front of like local court like it looked like he was in front of some like supreme court kind yeah. of shit, yeah. right and he was talking about his experience and there was actually oh that was when he was talking to it, it was a special committee because um, yeah. a senator from California um, Barbara Weinstein was on that panel yes and she asked him yeah yes that's she asked exactly him, why didn't you attack him and he straight up said I'm a black man in America yeah if I would have hit this guy I'd be in worse trouble than he would be right now exactly and, like, well, he he knew like you they're 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 okay to an extent then I can agree but at the same time. Um, that's that's a problem not so much with with people but the society we live in. Yes. Um, some rape statistics that you can't deny are the fact that uh, the majority of them happen between family members or friends of the family. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the lack of attack doesn't necessarily come from the act itself, but from the familiarity of the attacker. Okay. People have a hard time. You remember when we used to throw we used to throw blows in our backyard just for fun. Oh yeah. Um, I've met people before who can't even do that. They can't even throw like like playful punches because I couldn't hit a friend. Right. Well, that same rule probably applies to a lot of people. I, uh, it's my friend. It's my family member. I you know I can't hit them. I'm just gonna sit on this pain and stew over it till you know it blows up and I I end up ruining my life over it or something like that. Right. You know. So. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, as far as just why nobody, like, really responds, like, I, I feel like, because, and that's the big argument, too, with the other side, the victims of this, and the left side a lot, is because you have one side that says, you know, well, why didn't you hit them back? And then the other side's going, well, why the fuck did they touch me in the first place? Yeah. And to be yeah. fair, that's a very valid argument. You can't just say, well, why didn't you respond? Well... Although that is still, I would argue that still is a valid question to ask somebody who's in that situation. The, the real core problem is, well, why did they do it in the first place? And I can I can understand that. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not saying, well, uh, don't make yourself a victim. Right. Um, nobody wants to be a victim. But at the same time, most people don't realize they're being victimized until, unfortunately, it's too late. Right. Um, that is a problem. <clears throat> Um, I, there, there should be a reflexive instinct to somebody violating your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And that, that instinct should be sharp. It should be quick. 
It should be something that sends a clear and concise message. Right. Don't fuck with me. Right. And I feel like the best way to do that for me personally is to drag knuckles across somebody's face. You're right. And I, and I do agree with you. If, if we lived in a society where more people were more proactive in protecting themselves, then yes, I agree. You would have, I mean, it kind of goes with like the gun conversation, right? Why should everybody have guns? Because if everybody has guns, everybody's going to know that everybody has guns. God created man, <laughs> uh, God created man, but it was Samuel Colt who created them equal. That's what they say. No, it, it, they are. They are a, a very effective uh, neutralizer. They, yeah. they level the playing field for everybody. Yeah. It's the difference between um, an 80 year old man and a 220 year old fat necked meth addicted bodybuilder or something like that. Right. Um, it's, it, it it tips the scales in mm-hmm. favor of the bear. Yeah, I so. agree. So and I, I think it just comes down to that same kind of mentality. But at the same time, though, if there's more and more people who keep calling out these false allegations, or a lot of them, I wouldn't even say are false allegations. I would just say they're misplaced allegations. I think like the Neil deGrasse Tyson thing is a misplaced allegation. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's where we're getting a lot of gray, right? Is we need to we need to redefine or define more precisely. What is the line? Like, we need a precise line that people have to pass. Yeah. There are a lot of gray areas in the law. And, yeah, that's that's a problem. So, or it's problematic at least, so. But, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Probably a bunch of flat earthers trying to get Neil deGrasse Tyson off the camera is what it was. They're starting a movement. Flat earthers. So, when I asked Vince yesterday... What he wanted to talk to you about on this podcast, the first thing (laughs) he wrote back to me was Flat Earth. And although we have touched lightly on the Flat Earth conspiracy in the past, you have not heard the Flat Earth conspiracies like Vince tells it. (laughs) All right. Vince, tell us your opinions on Flat Earth. Okay. Okay. So for those of you wondering which side of the fence I'm on, um, you've listened thus far pretty sure you know i'm for a globe earth <laughs> i don't think i've made myself sound like too much of a raving lunatic so far since i've been on this podcast but uh in case you were still unsure i fall on the globe earth uh side of things um anecdotal evidence aside from the fact that you know i've never left the planet i can't honestly tell you uh that the earth is in fact spheroid um i can tell you this the greeks knew the world was a sphere mm-hmm. how is that they were a bunch of smart motherfuckers for one <laughs> uh we we named our math we have today after them so i'd say they probably knew a fucking thing or two uh secondly uh when the flat earth society on facebook uh pre- or, or no sorry it was elon musk who posed the question of a flat mars to the flat earth society oh yeah and they said no mars no, is round mars has been observed to be round <laughs> okay and nothing about a flat earth makes any fucking sense with the way that our science works today to me flat earth seems like the notion of i don't understand how science works so there's no possible fucking way that you can yes um I, I, everybody was telling me, everyone likes to rustle my jimmies with the flat earth. Anyone who knows me knows that's an instant trigger point for me. Right. Um, so people, ha- they were telling me about this flat earth documentary uh, documentary on Netflix, which of course I had to watch. Um, I didn't know there was one. I'm going to have to oh, check it out. Oh my Lord. I'll have to find it. Um, I don't remember the name of it. Uh, it. It's a flat earth theory one though. But at the very end, they run a series of experiments 
that only prove a globe Earth. <laughs> and the whole time, they're blown the fuck away. They're like, how is this happening? This is so strange. One of which, okay, so there was an experiment done to prove a flat Earth where a guy stood, like, holding a ball, um, and another guy would stay stationary with mm -hmm. binoculars. And the way it would work is the further the guy got away, um, they hypothesized that if the Earth is, in fact, a globe, after a certain distance, you would no longer be able to see the individual. Right. With the naked eye. Right. We're talking binoculars. It's literally a binoculars fucking job to see things far off in the distance, depending on how strong the uh, the, uh, the the lenses are, the curvature of the lens even. Right. That is a... That, that is a scope of any type's job. You want to take out, I'm going to give everybody listening right now two words. Two words that you can pose to any flat earther you ever encounter or come across. One two-word pair, lens parallax. On a flat earth, how the fuck does lens parallax work? Lens parallax, in a nutshell, is essentially the way that light reflects off of a curved prism mm -hmm. of some type to essentially allow you to see, you know, further than you're supposed to. It, it, it's how our telescopes that look into space work. Mm -hmm. It's it's light-driven. You are supposed to be able to see a far distance with a telescope. Anybody right. anybody with a telescope knows, hey, the lenses are curved, man. Okay, that aside, the next two-word pair... I'm going to give you fine folks at home to completely dash the body of air quotes evidence for a flat earth, the Coriolis effect. Now, in case you're unfamiliar with the Coriolis <laughs> effect, the basic principle of it is the fact that with the earth rotating, um, if you were to do something such as throw an object or make an object fly, you would have to account for the earth's rotation in a curved fashion. This is most quickly observed with snipers who are engaging targets up to very far distances. They have to take into account the Coriolis effect. If you ever played the first Modern Warfare, uh, Call of Duty, the sniper mission, they talk about it. Beware the Coriolis effect. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing you have to look out for when you're shooting over distances of a mile is the actual curvature of the earth. You have to raise your rifle scope up a few mils in order for that bullet to hit where you want to put it. Any sniper on Earth can tell you the Earth is fucking round. The Earth is not flat. Gravity apparently isn't a thing. Really? So how the fuck did that happen? He just threw a water bottle. I just bottle threw a water bottle on the ground. Viciously. Blows me away. Blows me away the ignorance of some people. And uh, really, uh, there there is an attitude to it that these people think that they are privy to to lost information. This is y'all are sheep, man. Y'all y'all don't even know. Mm -hmm. I'm woke. No, you aren't. You are more asleep than ever, my friend. This flat earth of yours is a myth. It's a hoax. It doesn't exist. You want proof of it? Okay, um, another another piece of evidence that the flat earth theorists put forward was this gentleman who actually went through the trouble of building a, uh, a like a hot air balloon of uh -huh. types or some sort of, uh, some sort of balloon craft, essentially, with uh, a camera on it. And at one point, the balloon fucking stops. Uh -huh. And they're like, that's the firmament. That's that's the dome, man. That's the dome. No, my friend, that is the maximum cruising altitude of the gentleman's balloon. <laughs> that's what it is. At a certain point, without the velocity, you're not going to break out of the atmosphere, Bubba. Yeah. That's why rockets 
Yes, exactly. That is why you need ass loads of jet fuel propelling whatever you're trying to throw out into space into fucking space, Jack. See, and this is, so this is what makes me, I find most comical about people out there who believe the earth is flat is so you gave some very specific examples, some very scientific examples. Things you can prove at home, kids. Okay. So, but those still are these, you know, scientific examples, which people can argue, well, the science is the conspiracy. You can also argue that the entirety of the universe was created last Thursday. It's called the last Thursdayism. Because you can't observe or prove it doesn't happen, then it's happening. Right. So what kills me the most, though, is when I watch people try to explain why the earth is flat in like lamest terms they just in the the, lamest terms you mean (laughs) (laughs) all they do is just okay perfect example so somebody had this flap model of the earth right yeah yeah. and they were trying they were trying to show you the whole fact because they so for those who out there who don't know about more about flat earth theory <laughs> is so they believe the sun and moon are only 60 miles above us and both of what the sun is only 32 miles long whereas the moon is only like 20 miles long or some shit like that and they both rotate in tandem with each other over this flat earth yep. and there is now how do how do lunar and solar eclipses happen adam well let me tell you there's an anti-moon that we can't see that causes the lunar eclipses and the solar eclipses that we see. So somebody was trying to show this model where they took this flashlight, right? Yeah. And they're like, okay, the flashlight is the sun. <laughs> no, it is a flashlight. <laughs> and then they take this fucking like golf ball or some shit. And they're like, this is the moon. And they're showing how they're going in tandem with each other, right? Yeah. But the shadow that this fucking moon is casting on this flat earth is like this straight line domed fucking effect that just like... You don't fucking see that. Hey, honey, grab your eclipse goggles so we can see the long line dome weirdo effect. By by their fucking theory, it's like we should constantly be in a solar eclipse all the time. Somebody else is just experiencing it different times. There's there's just no, there's such little validity and it's just such nonsense arguments where it just kills me that there are people out there who honestly believe this. And it's it, sadly, it's something that has gained a lot of traction in, in our society. But sadly, again, it's something that can easily be disproven by 10 minutes, 10 minutes of research. You don't yeah. even need to use Google. You don't even need to use Google. Pick up a pair of binoculars. Pick up a book on how binoculars work. Yeah. it's It's very simple. It's all right there. Did you know that YouTube has started um, demonetizing flat earth videos? Uh, one of the channels that I subscribe to is currently in the throes of that, so yeah. Well, are you subscribed to a flat earth channel? No, sorry, not flat earth. Um, I, I, I thought you meant conspiracy theories, like just in general. Oh, well, I, I don't know about conspiracy theories in general. I know specifically 9-11 hoax videos and flat earth videos. Oh. They're Don't demonetizing the fuck out of even right now. Get me started on the 9-11 thing. Because <laughs> there there no, there's there's hacking groups out there right now that are threatening to um, disclose insurance documents about 9-11 and some of the buildings involved that were apparently filed before the attacks. 
yeah, we crazy shit like Matthew that. Matthew told me a little bit about that too. I haven't gotten to but, see too many of them, but it's. But what what's recently happening with this? You said there's hackers. There, there's who there's are... there's some sort of hacking syndicate. Or I was reading an article on it. Uh, there's some sort of hacking syndicate that's that's threatening to release these. Like they've already released some of them, but they're like the best is yet to come. Right. So who knows when the rest of it's coming out? Gosh, but yeah. It's supposed to be some pretty damning shit. I which, mean, that has to be related then, right, in regards to YouTube starting to ban or demonetize some of these 9-11 hoax videos? I would wonder about stuff like that, yeah. I would say if if it's a conspiracy theory video that you find on the front page, there might not be a whole lot of validity to it. Um, the, the really nasty stuff is the stuff that's hard to find. Um, if you want some good conspiracy theories, there are some out there that you, you can't find on Google. Mm-hmm. Um, you may end up having to turn to that nasty, scary dark web to go uh, to go and find. Nah, um, just fucking watch Infowars, an episode of Infowars. Infowars, yes, that. yes. Let's watch, <laughs> let's watch Infowars. Um, that's a hard, that's a hard watch. Um, I I like Alex Jones for the entertainment value, and I know oh, a lot yeah. of people probably say that as a cop out, but realistically, that's I like to get messed up and just watch that man see how many shades of purple he can turn in like one <laughs> podcast. So he and I don't know if you knew, but him and Joe Rogan were feuding for a little bit. I heard about so something like that. Yeah, Alex Jones was even on his like would do entire segments on a show of Infowars and be like, "Joe works for the CIA. I have proof. I've met people. They know." And then like Joe, he'd like return to clips of like Joe on his show talking about the feud and telling yeah. you know be, being the calm, collective Joe Rogan that he is. And Alex is saying things like, "No, Joe, I don't want a hug. I want war. <laughs> I want war." You know, and just shit like that. But long story short, they were feuding. They made up, and Alex Jones ended up being on Joe Rogan's podcast again. It was a five-hour podcast. They did another one. They did another they one. Did another Came one. out a few days ago. Oh man, I remember when I watched that first one. I, oh, this one's so much better, man. It's I, I so much that, better. I find that hard to believe because I haven't seen it on front You're page. You have to watch it. Yet, well, so. and Eddie, well, and Eddie Bravo's on there also too. Oh, and Eddie boy. Bravo's a flat earther. I know. So. I know. Eddie, but, you're Eddie, but, Eddie, dude. <laughs> dude. So you wind up speaking of flat Earth and Eddie Bravo. So while they were, they touched on the flat Earth stuff a little bit, yeah. right? And Alex Jones was telling Eddie Bravo, he go goes goes Eddie, Eddie, I will, I will pay to send you to the edge of the Earth to see this ice <laughs> wall. I will, I will pay you, dude. It was the funniest fucking like episode when Eddie Bravo first walked in like big plug for Joe Rogan's podcast right now but when Eddie, <laughs> but when Eddie Bravo first walked in Alex Jones just stood up and he's like give me a chokehold choke me make me pass out just do it I'm not scared I'm not scared just do it just like fucking just nonsense dude oh my god but you want to know what's crazy and you want to know why you can't just write off alex jones because, because most of the time because most of the time most he's of the time he's right, right. he's and, right and he may he may be a foaming at the mouth <clears throat> lunatic sometimes but the man's sources are on point even during this podcast he had he was telling all these just outlandish conspiracy theories and you know kept saying joe look it up look it up yeah and they would look it up and there no, it is. That's the beauty. There of it, it fucking is, that's deep the in the web. It. Yep, <laughs> it is. It is always there. Um, I don't. Aside from personal stuff, he may say about himself. Most of the time, what the information he's being given is stuff that he's getting from legitimate sources, like yeah. high level in some areas, um, very well entrusted in others. 
uh, the man sources, they, they know what they're talking about. Right. Um, there, there are certain places in the internet where you, you can find this information. That's the thing that the stuff that he talks about and a lot of even the most outlandish stuff isn't really that crazy. Um, there was, uh, he was an author. Plus he did, uh, he did a podcast, uh, called hour of the time. It was a uh, William Cooper. Name's familiar, but so William Cooper uh, wrote a book that I will always recommend. It's one of one of few books I'll ever plug for. <laughs> it's called uh, "Behold a Pale Horse." Um, within it, the first time I read it, I, um, I I had to stop. I had to stop reading it because I, I felt like I had gone too far down a certain rabbit hole. Well, what's but, it about? Um, so essentially, it's a compilation of not only things that William Cooper uh, believed were happening in the government or sources that he had been told uh, were happening in the government. But specific life instances where he saw, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, certain instances where he saw uh, UFOs, um, encounters with uh, CD government organizations, blacklisted stuff. Um, he goes into the, further into the book to publish a, a document. What's called uh, "Silent Weapons for," <clears throat> excuse me. Silent Weapons for Secret Wars or something along those lines. Uh-huh. But if you read it, my God, it is a blueprint for just how everything has been going for the last 10 years. If you're curious about the direction we're headed, check check it out. Even if you don't look at the book, look look up Secret Weapons for Silent Wars. It's scary shit. Well, um, I mean, you've read it. Where are we going? Okay, so basically what it outlines in the very beginning is how society sort of runs like a machine. You have various components of it that are compartmentalized, labeled, and serve a specific function. Um, like with any machine, uh, it runs off of energy, the energy being uh, things like currency, um, methods of transportation. This this is en- – <coughs> excuse me. Sorry, I keep coughing. I need a little bit of water here. There you go. Um, get, me on a, get me on a rant here. <laughs> Uh, that should be a little bit better. Um, so everything's been mapped. The way our society works, um, you have everything down from the city level down to the family unit. Um, they know they, meaning you know whoever is in charge of overseeing the way things are going. They they know um, the pathos of the father, the pathos of the mother, um, ways that these relationships, these family household relationships, can be utilized to collect information. Um, not just collect information, but also extort. How? Okay. So think about how much, uh, just a, we'll, we'll go small scale and I'll see if I can uh, scale it up and what time we have left. Small scale, you have the family household. You've okay. got, uh, dad, you've got mom, you've got brother, you've got sister. Um, so father traditionally being the main breadwinner and, or the mother, uh, having, uh, work, you have the two kids who are within school state-funded organizations that whose job it is to indoctrinate the children, uh, keep tabs on them, keep records on the children. Uh, you've got more kids than ever talking to uh, school therapists. Uh-huh. Um, this is document. You're documenting your kids' thoughts. Um, you're getting direct report on the actions of the parents from these kids. Um, they're, they're little microphones. They're little listening devices. They're biological listening devices. If you want to find out anything a person's doing, talk to their kids. It's uh-huh. not. It's not hard to find out who someone's kids are and what school they go to. Right. Sadly, that that is public record shit. That is something a 20-minute Google search can turn up. Right. Um, and that's easier than ever to do with things like Facebook where you're posting your kids' faces all over the internet. Um, you're well, posting, kids are posting their faces all yeah, over the internet. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't even need to go into the granular shit anymore like uh, uh, receipts that you throw in a trash can. Mm-hmm. You don't realize those receipts can be collected, gathered, and you can have a profile made on you by the receipts 
that you throw in the trash. I believe that. They can they can tell everything about you just by looking in your garbage. Uh-huh. Um th- this you don't even need to do this anymore. That that's why there's the the likes interests yeah. thing on your Facebook page now so they can compartmentalize all this information for what purposes who the fuck knows if it's simply control that's scary enough I, there doesn't even need to be an end game it's the fact that we are being blindly treated like and as cattle right you, you look at everything uh, the way our society is built you look at the roads uh, rush hour everyone knows about rush hour we're, we're mur, 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 on the highway we, we are being human we are being catalyzed we're cattle, man! Man, freaking out! Yeah, but I mean, I could, I could argue that that's always been the mo of the higher ups, right? Yeah, politicians and such. But for the what, first time, we we actually have a document that that shows exactly how it works. Interesting. So, I mean, what's where's that going to turn into? Because if this is because if this is how it's always been, it's just happened and been. You know, we've used different tools over the years to do it. What what's the end game to this? Is it globalization? Globalization. Is it- globalization under the guise of security. Um, that's eventually where it's all going to lead. Is and we're already doing it. We're already every day sacrificing our security for more uh, liberties that we didn't need. Right. Um. Fuck. We're willing to give away our hard-earned money for seven hundred dollar iPhones. Uh. What What is a smartphone nowadays? Uh, save for a tracking device. We We've chipped ourselves. So do you think? Do you think moving towards that sort of globalization is just a natural progression that's imminent, or do you believe that? that's something that needs to be steps need to be taken to prevent it steps need to be taken i don't necessarily think to prevent it because i feel like uh globalization is uh an an inevitability um however there are so many things you need to establish first before you establish a global society right um you basically have to get rid of race altogether um that that is a factor you you have cultures that exist within certain races that some will never work together some mm-hmm. harmonize more than we ever thought. Right. Um, but the thing is, is as long as you have any degree of separation whatsoever, um, you're always going to have a means of control. Yeah, but I would argue that, I mean, let's say that racism based off of skin color just wasn't a thing anymore, right? I would just argue that we'd find something else to fucking fight with each other over. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's that's so why... You, so I don't think you'd ever get rid of segregation. It'd just be different reasons you're segregating. I'm not, I'm not saying to get rid of segregation altogether, but what, what I'm saying is, is that if somebody were to establish some sort of global centralism, it, it would have to happen to a certain degree. Um, I don't think it's right. I don't think it should happen, but... If, if you want to dominate a society, you, you really need uniformity. But what I'm saying is you specifically brought up race. You yeah. said we need said you just need to get rid of race. But Whoa, like, you're making me sound like a, a clan member now. Well, no, 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 <laughs> we said we need to get rid of race. I don't mean we need like to get that. rid of everybody. But you're essentially saying we need to get rid yeah. of racism, right? We need to get rid of that sort of segregation, correct? To a degree, yeah. Okay. Oh, so no, not necessarily, not necessarily the racism aspect, because like you said, uh, as far as like even with conflict, that's always going to exist. Right. What you need is you need the ability for uniformity. You need compartmentalization. You need segregation, categorization, in order to properly maintain your controls. Now, okay. even with society, as with some sort of mathematical formula, you're uh-huh. always going to have variables. You're always going to have unknowns. But the thing is, the less control, the less integers you have to put into the equation the more variables you're going to inevitably end up getting. Um, so the thing is, and that's why we've seen a lot of this um, 
uh, the, the gender fluidity. Uh, we live in an age of labels where uh, th there's literally a label or a title for any any way you feel, anything you think. Um, is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a curious one because it, it sort of it, it plays on human nature to want to be defined. Right. Everybody wants definition. Everybody wants to know what other people think of them. And the thing is, now we have so many different ways of expressing yourself. Um, it's it's madness. We we don't have a way to discern what's what anymore because there are so many different options. Um, people can uh, apparently identify as inanimate objects or or animals. <laughs> so you have categorization. You have somebody who's like, I'm a, a, a pan gender fluid a cup. Or something. Like that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, uh, again, that's that's my own ignorance. I, I I haven't studied too much into a lot of a lot of all of that. But um, you you do have these people who a lot of people crave definition. I'm not going to say everybody. Uh, that's an overgeneralization. But a lot of people want to be labeled. They want to know what they are to society, where they fit in, essentially. And the thing is, when you start making all these new little compartments all these new little boxes with all these new little labels it just complicates things it's just it's just going to overcomplicate mm -hmm. things it's going to dilute things but the thing is is it also acts as a control mm -hmm. as long as you have labels on things nothing's really going to be in disarray it may look like it's in disarray but all you have to do is turn it around and look at the label yeah i mean that's true to an extent i mean i the, i think the reason why we have such this just as you said, you have this this flow of people now who just want to be labeled, right? You know, they either want it's to be craving. this or this yeah. or this. Yeah, it's a craving. That's a good way to put it. So what what kills me, though, is I think it comes down to – it actually kind of goes back to the cattle stuff, right? <laughs> Nobody wants to make decisions on their own. They want to know what category they fit into and then just yes. do the things based yes. off of that category. So they don't have to overcomplicate it with actual opinions they may have. Right, exactly. <laughs> Which, you know, we, we can argue that it will complicate things, but who knows? Maybe we're just ready for a more complicated society, not so much a more black and white society. And don't get me wrong, um, uh, a more multifaceted culture is better than a more rigid and defined one. We're seeing that in a lot of countries in the world now mm -hmm. where um, areas that we're having trouble with the times are uh, kind of falling apart. Um, that's, that's another thing that's going to happen is there's going to be a definite modern modernization in certain parts of the world. It's already happening. Right. Uh, if you go to the middle East right now, um, it's, it's jarring. It's, it's weird. Almost. If when you put boots down, you, you see that there are people who are running around dressed in like Bible times, like right. living in huts with, you know, their stick, uh, shepherding their, their goats and whatnot. And then they get into their BMW on their iPhone 4 and they drive off into the sunset. <laughs> yeah. It's so strange. It's so bizarre. It's like, wow, even even this person, this farmer in the middle of Kandahar has an iPhone 4 and yeah. he knows how to use it. It's so strange. It it's, is strange. But and nothing else about certain cultures like that have progressed past, you know, uh, uh, goats and uh, goats. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean – We've we've seen through histories that societies like that that refuse to keep with the times, you know, as as on the same pace as you know some other places, they just they don't last. They die out. Somebody comes in there and westernizes the fuck out of it. It's the natural order of things, man. Mm -hmm. um, that which cannot keep up with the natural order of things will be consumed by it. Yeah, eat what you kill. <laughs> <laughs>
that's so oh god that was good that was good i appreciated that (laughs) so um one of the other topics you brought but we something just sort of end up here is because you also mentioned flat earth and then you also mentioned a topic of talking about the the indian and pakistan war right oh yeah So, so here's the thing though but i was very curious as to why you wanted to talk about that because that was just like a 17 day war in like the 60s wasn't it you haven't been watching the news my friend well okay so i know what's happening now yeah. is, that, is that what you've been is this that, is, that was that was what to? i was referring to okay for my, yeah. my first no, notion went to the war in like the 60s <laughs> that lasted like the disagreement that lasted I didn't even, 17 days i didn't even think about that <laughs> um so and that's the thing is we're we're seeing now the the fallout of that aggression uh-huh. we're seeing uh, uh rogue entities in pakistan making uh direct attacks on the on the nation state of india like uh-huh. it's it's a thing that's happening both countries have fucking nuclear capabilities both have stated yeah we'll we'll use them <laughs> well okay so that's so, a thing right now dude so matthew and i touched on this a little bit so but i, I i'm sure you know a little more about it what so what happened there was uh like a pilot that was taken hostage right okay so first what happened was there was a bombing in india i don't know which region uh, but there were uh, Pakistani, and uh, I, I don't know how they, they knew they were Pakistani or, or you know, uh, anything about that, essentially. Um, it could be a false flag. Um, <laughs> but uh, allegedly, according to uh, main news sources, there was a Pakistani attack um, in the state of India, or in the, in the country of India. And in retaliation to that, um, India started leading a series of airstrikes over Pakistan. Um, okay. in, in civilized areas, it wasn't like when we bombed, um, who, who, uh, when we bombed Syria right. and we ended up just dropping a couple of, of high explosives on a Russian airbase, and we told them beforehand, Hey, get the fuck out of Dodge. We're going to drop some scunning on you. Right. Um, so <laughs> it, it ended up being uh, retaliatory action, uh, that ended up in Pakistan, I believe shooting down one of their fighters and taking hostages. Go, go figure the Pakistani taking hostages. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, <laughs> that's never been a thing. But uh, the, the scariest part of that is just that. Um, a lot of it could just be the news trying to hype shit up, uh-huh. um, saying, "Oh, you know, two nuclear countries could be World War Three. Everything's World War Three. Trump was Hitler. God damn, let's get this over with." Right? <laughs> yeah, no um, kidding. But at the same time, that is a scary prospect because you have two nations who have historically been at war with each other, or at least not in very good terms with one another. Um, that have both publicly said we have nukes and we will use them if necessary. It's just a matter of can we calm down tension? Everybody's saying, oh, the U.S. needs to get involved. No, we need to get the fuck out of that side of the world is right. what we need to do. We've been in certain parts of the world way too fucking long. At, at some Afghanistan, point. I'm looking at you. Yeah. And I've, I, I, I've been there. I did my time. I'm, 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 I'm all about our boys doing what they need to do, but at the same time, the, the people here that matter need to bring or the, the people here that can make the decisions right. is what I meant to say. Uh, the people here that make the decisions that matter need to send everybody the fuck home. Well, there, there comes a certain point to where, you, you know, you've, you've done it. You've done everything that you can. Right. So there's, and then some. Uh, yeah. And then some, so at some point you just have to let these countries just fucking settle it themselves. But the and thing just is, let whatever happens happen. We have multifaceted interests, in, especially in Afghanistan. Right. And I'm about to, I'm about to drop something on everybody right now. This is uh this is a weird notion that I guys, I want you guys to actually take into consideration. Um, over the course of the last 10, 15 years, 
uh, what's been powering your electronics? What's been powering your electronics? What's been powering your electronics? I mean, cell phone towers, electricity. No, I mean power, the, the, the power source. Oh, I, I don't know. Lithium ion batteries, right? Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Everything's got a lithium ion battery. Does lithium come from Afghanistan? There is a huge lithium vein in Afghanistan. Uh-huh. Not just the poppy. We were in Iraq for the oil. We were in Afghanistan for the poppy and the lithium. I was going to say, wasn't that the argument of why when 9-11 happened, we didn't go to you know Syria or Saudi Arabia. We went over to there, you know, Iraq, we, Iran. We would never in our right minds start anything with Saudi Arabia. Yeah. They are way too rich. They, they you know way too many bad people. Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia makes people disappear. Like, <laughs> we would never actively start shit with Saudi Arabia for that reason. But yeah. no, and that's that's exactly it. We, we needed somebody to retaliate against. So we chose a couple of what we thought were easy targets. Targets. Mm-hmm. Um, Afghanistan gave our forces a hell of a run for their money when they first dropped in. Yeah, um, we we were fighting a different type of war at that point that we 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 hadn't experienced yet. We we were taking we weren't taking direct attackers anymore. We were taking suicide bombers, right? Uh, suicide bombers and vehicle bombers. Um, that was the first time we ever had to deal with that shit. I've had so many, tr- so much training on how to spot IEDs and vehicle-borne IEDs. I know how to make a fucking IED. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what they used. Um, to get past metal detectors, like right. all sorts of crazy shit. Uh-huh. And this was stuff that up until a certain point, you could find out how to do on YouTube. Right. There, I, I learned how to make smoke grenades on YouTube. Now, granted, you probably couldn't find these videos anymore, mm-hmm. but this is the Wild West that YouTube used to be. Right. And you better believe they had access to it back then. That, that would mm-hmm. be a very crucial mistake to think that they didn't. Oh, I believe it. Um, they, they, they didn't have technology, but damn, they had wile and tactic. I will give them that. Um, but no, as far as the, the wars over there are concerned, we need, we need to stop. We need to stop getting in on people's business. I'm with Trump on the, we need to focus, uh, countryside. So we have a lot of problems here that we need to work on and fix before we can go helping and fixing other people's problems. I, I do agree. But before we get off topic of that, we were specifically we talking about, <laughs> well, 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 specifically the topic of the Indian, the Pakistan okay, yeah, thing yeah. going on right yes. now, because you were bringing up that we just need to bring people out of there. Yes. So does that mean that we're planning on bring people over to India or Pakistan right now? I, as it stands right now, I don't think so. I think right now it's just, it, they're, they're trying to squash beefs in the UN. Um, but there's always the possibility that could happen. And, and I, what, I promise they're just, you. They're just threatening to each other that we're going to nuke you? Is that what's happening? Essentially, yeah. It's, gotcha. it's, it's not so much direct. Like, it, there hasn't been anything recent said, like, we're going to drop nukes. We're going to drop nukes. Because I would call it, maybe there has. And right. maybe they just won't report it because they know it'll cause mass panic. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it already happened. Who knows? It, all you have to do to cover up a, uh, a nuclear weapon going off is, say, a nuclear reactor blew up. Yeah. Or yeah. something like that. You just underreport it. I, make everybody who says it was a nuclear explosion sound like a conspiracy theorist or a lunatic. I feel like what's happening with India, and don't get me wrong, I have read very little about this at all. I haven't read much more, but I just, also it hasn't been greatly reported either, which is kind right. of kind of freaks me out a little bit. Uh, see, it doesn't freak. I feel like I don't feel like it's been underreported because it's a like oh we're trying to hide something. I think it's been underreported because 
I feel like India's had this a lot through the years where they don't ever really go to war with anybody. They just have these like major disagreements with other countries. They, they right? straight up say that they're they plan on being a world superpower by 2030, and that would be fine if they could stop shitting in the streets. Like, well, and that was just it because like I was always under the impression. Matt corrected me on this yesterday because I was always under the impression that India was. Maybe not a first world country like America or Japan. Some areas, some areas of but, India are very, yeah, very, exactly. very posh. But yeah. there's still, you know, we looked it up and there's still, you know, 25% of them who make under a dollar a day, you yeah. know, in India also. Isn't India where Dubai is? Yes. Isn't Dubai? In, yeah. Isn't Dubai this giant, like, golden city surrounded by slums? Like, that's what it's known for almost? Um, actually, sorry. If I'm not mistaken, I believe Dubai is elsewhere. What I think you're referring to is um, uh, Mumbai. Maybe. But Dubai, Dubai, I think, is in, um, I want to say in Saudi Arabia. I think that's where Dubai is. You might be correct. My, on that. Uh, granted, people, but, if you know, put it in the comments. I'm not, I don't pretend to know everything. I just, I know some stuff. No, no, I, I, I think you are right. But isn't India, so Mumbai then? So yeah. isn't Mumbai that, it's like this giant golden city, a bunch of people driving there's, Ferraris. Oh, yeah, there's, and, there's a lot of those throughout but India. But it's just surround, that particular city, though, is just, it's a moat of slums yeah. around it, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, see, and I've seen pictures, dude, and that shit's pretty far out that you have that much of a separation. It's not nearly as bad as places like China where you have you have just polar opposites with very little middle ground. You either have people living in a somewhat normal and, like, westernized city, like an apartment or families living in a house. Right. Um, then you have rural China where it uh, people have literally gone missing because they were taking pictures in seriously toxic and polluted areas and the Chinese government found out and ghosted their asses. Damn. Um, there are things about China that they, they don't want you to know. They, they don't oh, want yeah, us we've... to know. But we, we turn a blind eye and you know why? It's because China China bought us all this nice shit. China's our fucking landlord. We're, we're, <laughs> we are China's sugar baby right now. Um, no, that's... Chi- China's always doing some weird shit. Aren't they also trying to build some artificial moon or some shit like that to combat pollution? Uh, there, yeah, there or was some, some Chinese organization. Like it, it was like some big solar sail that would act as like a, a second moon or something like that. I remember reading about that. Yeah, but somehow it's supposed to stay stationary in the sky over China. Yeah, Just some I don't know. Chinese, like Chinese space magic. That, whenever I think of Chinese space magic, though, I'm always taken back to the floating city. Do you remember that? Like the, a real floating city? Oh, wait, are you talking about that thing that was sighted in the clouds? They, they, said, like, they said it was an optical illusion from light bouncing off uh, the sea. Fuck that shit. That shit was either real or computer animated. That, that straight up, one or the other. Um, if you if you get a chance, go into YouTube or Google uh, Floating City in uh, over China. I forget which, uh, which province specifically. Um, but you will see it. It looks like... A city, skyscrapers, a skyscrapers, like skyscrapers even, made out of that clouds. Don't look like anything like the surrounding city. Literally floating on a cloud. Yes, that's a real thing. That that's a thing that, and there was enough people that caught video of it to where it went viral. Yes. Now I've seen some uh, some orchestrated uh, uh, happenings, but this one takes the cake. Mm-hmm. If this is orchestrated, I'm still impressed. Yeah, I'm still impressed. Not just by the number of people who caught footage of it, but the, the company who made this happen, this special effect that 
Well, I, and it's like what you said. It, it's one thing if it was one person filmed it and that particular video went yeah. viral. It's a different thing when multiple people in different locations yes. filmed it happening and all of those videos went viral. Yes. You know, I mean, sure, it's possible there could have been, you know, 10 kids like, let's do this. But <laughs> more than likely, you know, it was either... A, it was either, you know, the optical illusion that they say it was. But if that's the case, I argue, well, why the fuck hasn't happened anywhere else? And yeah. How come, in the world of cell phones, how come nobody's captured How come shit? no coastal town or city or state, of which there are many coastal mm-hmm. towns, cities, and or states, has ever seen anything like this happen? The thing they equated it to was an optical illusion that happens when the light bounces off of water um, over a certain part in the horizon that makes ships appear like they're floating upside down above the horizon. This wasn't on any horizon. This this was like, look up. Oh, shit, there's a city in the clouds. Right. That, <laughs> this, yes. <laughs> this was over them. This was like a thing happening right there. So um, I, I don't like how quickly we like to dismiss uh, things that we can't explain because uh, people have a blanket term for these things, the, the exactly. supernatural or paranormal. There, There is just – there is what we can explain – what we know of and can't explain, but one big chasm that everyone forgets about is the things that we don't even know. Yes. We don't know yet. Yes. Things that <laughs> happen that we have not observed that we don't even fuck, we aren't even fucking aware of yet. Well, and that's, and that's what I always tell people too in regards to like going back to, you know, flat earth specifically, right? Yeah. You know, you have a lot of these controversies and these conspiracies that exist out there. And yeah, it's very easy for somebody who I would argue even an astronomer to sit there and listen to these notions that the earth is flat and say, well, that's fucking bullshit. You all are stupid. But We've had enough cases in this world through history where conspiracy theories ended up being true. So I feel like it's almost our duty as a society to look into these things. And question everything. And question everything. Question everything. Don't ever take anything. If if I can leave any wisdom immortalized on the internet, it is don't take anything at face value. Do your research. If something seems like bullshit, it might be. But you cannot accept it or dismiss it until you personally have solidified it in your mind as fact. Exactly. And on not that note, ladies and gentlemen, we are at an hour and 20 minutes We currently. fucking killed it today, boy. <laughs> we fucking killed it. Yeah. Vince, thank you so much for Adam, coming on, man. Always, it was always awesome, dude. a pleasure working with you, good sir. And I, oh, and I hope to have you on many times more, sir. Oh, that'd be cool. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed our rants, especially Vince's rants. Uh, remember, you can follow us on all the social media platforms. We do still have a GoFundMe also, GoFundMe.com forward slash Hardly Millennial. And any final thoughts, Vincent? Just make sure when you folks are out there in the fine, fine wastelands of the internet, you remember one thing at the end of the day. Be excellent to each other. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, you'll have a lovely day. Bye.